My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, the text me, I'll send it to you. All right, so we're going to learn a little more about what we started last week, the laws of Erev Chatseris. This brief re- recap of what we, where we got to. Erev Chatseris means that if you live in a courtyard where there is other uh, Jews living there, in order for you to be able to carry from your house to the yard or from your house to another person's house, you, have, you all have to join together and you all join together by everyone putting bread into one uh, basket in one person's house. Or if one person is mezaka, he, he gives the right of the, or he acquires the bread for everyone in the, in the, in the apartment building. So then everyone is considered to be like one entity. And then once this is done, then you're allowed to carry from your house to the courtyard, the courtyard to the house, and uh, that's that's what's done uh, uh, because the sages were afraid that if you will be allowed to carry from your house to the courtyard or vice versa, since your house, your 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 apartment is sort of like a private domain and the public area is sort of like a public domain, like the street. So if you be allowed to carry from your house to the general area, people may make, may, may, might make a mistake and transgress a biblical commandment and carry, carry outside. So let's say there are, besides the Jews in your apartment, there are also non-Jews. So we learned last week that you have to be makne, you have to, you have to be you have to buy the rights of the movement in, this, in, the, in the apartment building. You have to buy the rights to move there. Since you bought the rights to move around in the general area, so then it's not considered anymore like the, uh, that, there, that, there are, that there are, um, uh, that you're living with non-Jews because the sages didn't want us to live in a building with non-Jews because if you live in a building with non-Jews, we might learn from their ways. It's not because of the same, and there was just two different rules that were established. Rule number one was established that when there are many Jews living in one apartment building, they all have to, they all have to join together. Otherwise, it's similar to a, a, um, a, uh, a street and a house. And the, the sages want us, wanted us to differentiate. Rule number two they made was that if you live in a building where there's Jews and non-Jews, you're, you're, you have to buy the rights of movement in this, in this building. Because if you don't... Huh? From the non-Jew... And then we buy the rights of movement in non-Jew, so then it, it, this will be very hard to do. This will discourage Jews from living with non-Jews. And then automatically you will want to move out, and then, and then the, since it will be so hard to do this. But then the sages saw that it was too hard to ask everyone to move out of the buildings. So they made another variation of this. The reason why it was so hard to do was because what are you actually buying from the non-Jew? What are you actually saying to him? You're saying to him something he would never in his life agree to if he knew what you, what you, what you were asking for. You're saying to him like this. You have, you, this is your apartment. If you're living here, okay. Well, guess what? From now on, it's my apartment and you're going to be my guest. I'll, I'll let you stay there. You'll be my guest. <laughs> Why would anyone agree to that? No one's going to agree to that. So the sage has established you don't have to actually ask him to, to, to give you um, the rights for him to move around the, the apartment building and to, to, to live there. You're just buying, you say, I'm just buying something. I'm buying, I guess you would say, in order for me to carry 
I want, I have to do this. This is a Jewish thing, which is, that's what it is. It is a Jewish thing. I have to buy the rights to live here. So you don't actually explain uh, what you're doing. That's what the sages said. You could have to just by acquiring the rights, playing without saying what you're doing is also sufficient. But what if um, there are many non-Jews in the same building, if they'll go to each one and buy the rights of each person? So the sages established further, you don't have to, you can also buy it from the super. You hear last week, how'd you know? You know that Allah is very good. You go to the super. The super has, the, the language in Allah is not super. It doesn't say the word superintendent in Allah. In Shulchan Aruch it says the words, the lekitai, peolai, schirai, someone who's employed by the owner of the building. And then, even if the owner of the building protests and says to you, I don't, let's say you meet the owner of the building. And you say, can I, I have this Jewish thing and I hear it's $5, can I? Like, no, I'm not interested. It's still sufficient for you to go over to the super and to do it from the super. Or not just from the super, from any person that is working there for in, in, the, in, in, the, in the apartment, in the apartment building. So the sages, even though it's not really that guy's right, that guy doesn't have the right to really give that to you, but the sages said that's sufficient in order to satisfy this, this additional angst that they wanted to give us, that we shouldn't, we shouldn't decide to live among Gentiles, that's sufficient, that's enough to satisfy this halachic requirement. But there's a few problems with buying it from a super. Not problem number one, here's, here's a scenario where no Arab would be needed. Let's say people are guests in your home on Shabbos. People are guests in your home, they don't, they, you don't have to have an Arab. Just because you have a bunch of people living in the same house, just, because, just like your, your children, you don't need to have an Arab with your children, so too if people are coming to your house as guests on Shabbos, you don't have to have an Arab. Similarly, if there are three conditions which are similar to that, you also don't, have, don't need to have an Arab. Let's say... I have an item in your... I'm the owner of the apartment building, and I have an item that cannot be moved on Shabbos because it's mukta, and it can't, has to stay there on Shabbos. I'd say it's my, my refrigerator, and I have a refrigerator in your, in your um, uh, apartment, and, um, and it can't be moved, and I'm living in the building as well. I, the owner, I'm living in the building, and it's my apartment, and I'm just renting it to you, and I have an object in there that can't be moved. If you have these three things, number one, you're only renting. Number two, I'm living in the same building. Number three, I have an item in that building. In that scenario, even if there's, if there's all Jews living there, I would not need to make an Erev Chatzeris. That's considered like we're all one entity because I have something there. But although in, usually when you rent an apartment, there's, there's often there's a, there's a stove, often there's a fridge uh, that comes with the apartment. Um, but in regard, it, it's a little bit different. The owner of the apartment building it doesn't always live there. Usually, the owner of the apartment building doesn't, it doesn't uh, necessarily live in the, in the employee building. Number two, the superintendent, he's not really working in your house. The author says you're allowed to rent space to someone working in your house. He's not working in your house. He's working in the courtyard. He fixes things in the courtyard. If something breaks in the courtyard, if something, something, the garbage has to be taken out, that's his job. But he doesn't work in your house. The author says there has to be someone working in your house. So, so that's why the super is, there's a question. How, 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 janitor. Huh? A janitor would be better, it would seem. But even the janitor doesn't work in your house either. No, handyman. handyman. Oh, okay, so, so the, super and the, the super and the handyman, the same thing, they come occasionally into your house. That's why you would, you would think that perhaps that's sufficient. So really, the superintendent isn't the owner. But there's a couple of... There's a three reasons why he should work, and even, even each of these reasons 
aren't really satisfactory, but all three reasons together make the super work. Reason number one why it should work is because there are items that the owner has in your house. Well, that doesn't really work because I'm renting those items. They're not his anymore. I, if my refrigerator is in your house and I have pizza there, so I'm using the refrigerator, it's one thing. But if, if you're renting my house, you're also renting the refrigerator too. So it's not like I have an item in your house, number one. Number two, the fact that the super is working there, he's not really, he's not really working in your house itself. He's just working in the court. If you invite him sometimes, it's not called working in your house. It's working in the, in the, in the yard, working in the courtyard. But, but because of all the reasons together... Um, we can consider the super as it's as 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 indeed being considered an, uh, sufficient to rent from the super, and, and that's what people do. Um, okay. Should we one, one more halacha. We should stop here. All right. One more. One more like this. Let's say you don't do an erev. You don't do an, you don't do an erev. In in Crown Heights, a lot of houses in Montgomery which have the following scenario. Okay, it's gonna get too complicated. I'll try to make it very simple. Okay. If you do not make an Erev, right, you're allowed to carry from one courtyard to the neighboring courtyard. You're not allowed to carry from your house to the neighboring courtyard. So let's say you have your... Through the courtyard. Your courtyard is adjacent to the courtyard next door, and what's it, if, even if there's a fence in the middle, you're still allowed to carry from your courtyard to the neighboring court. You can't carry from your house to the neighboring courtyard, but you could carry from the courtyard to courtyard. We learned last week, if let's say Donnie comes to my house, right? And he takes off his hat in my house. So he's now allowed to carry his hat, his hat from my house to the courtyard. Why? Even though it's my house, in my house it's all one domain. But since the item, when Shabbos entered, was not in this domain, it wasn't part of this, 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 this uh, area. So you're now allowed to move something from the house to the courtyard which wasn't in this domain. So, you're now, so you come in someone's house, it happens very often in shops, you can carry, you, you wore your, your gartel, you wore your kapota, and you took it off, you can't carry it from the courtyard to the house or the house to the courtyard. What if, however, there is a bike in the courtyard, not a bike, there's a chair in the courtyard, and your neighbor says, can I borrow the chair? That's fine. You didn't make an Erev with, with your neighbor. Or you can make an Erev because there's a 10-foot there's tall fence. And a lot of make an Erev as we went last week when there's a, when there's a fence between your courtyard and courtyard next door neighbor's courtyard. But you're allowed to carry it from the courtyard to the next courtyard even without an Erev. Right? So you, he asks you for, to borrow chairs and you give him the chairs. You put the, send the chairs over the fence and you give him, you give him the chairs like we have with, with the Aminis behind us in that, that, that apartment building. So technically if there's a, there was a chair in the backyard I could give them the chair into, into, into their courtyard. You let, them move, you let them move something from courtyard to courtyard. The only prohibition is from, from house to courtyard. Since their, their whole courtyard is fenced, then I could move from my, house, from my yard, I could, I could give them a, over the fence, I could give them, give them the chair. Now, let's say he wants to give the chair back to me on Shabbos. On Shabbos, the chair was part of my Erev. And now he wants to give me the chair back to me. Can I carry the chair back into my house? It's very interesting, Allah. Allah is... It was, it was in the yard before Shabbos. It was in the yard before Shabbos. So, so, so it's part of my jurisdiction. So it, it would seem I'd like to bring it to my house because whatever was part of that area when Shabbos came in, I could move from the yard to my house. So the Alter Rebbe says, you could, but you can't do this. You can't bring it directly from his, ha- from his yard into your house. You have to stop in the yard and put the chair down and then bring the chair into your house. You can't bring it directly from, from his... Uh, 
from his courtyard into your house. You have to first stop and put it down, and then it uh, go. You pass go. You collect two hundred. You can bring it to your house. Okay, we'll stop here. Any questions, comments? Yes. That you're allowed to use a super. You're allowed to pay money to the super to buy the jurisdiction, and that and and then your air will work. You can only air only works if you bought their right to walk there. So although although the super doesn't own it, but that was the first one. That was the first one. Oh, uh, yeah. And then the rule is, or the rule is, well, okay, so you can't, uh, can't, can't, but, sorry, just a quick question. You're here tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay. So I so need your address, I'll just follow you. Technically, text me if it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, so the chair is, where it starts, just, just leading into Shabbos, is what it's defined jurisdiction. Right. So it can't be carried from the house it started. It can't be carried to the courtyard. Well, it can't be carried where? To my own car chart? Yeah, to your own it, it came when Chavez came in, it was part of my yard, so it's fine. Okay. So then the, the If I bring if I bring your hat into my house, I can't bring your hat your you're not a carry from your house to the court chart items which weren't part of that area. Ah, okay. Okay. So, it's mine, I brought it into your house. Right. Uh, or I can't carry it either. It's 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 yeah, it's not part yeah, it's, it's not, not it's not part of the area. So I can carry it from my house to the yard. Now, the chair was part of my jurisdiction, so I could carry from the chair from, my, from the yard to my house. Right. But if it got moved to the main neighbor's yard, which is kosher on Shabbos to do, from adjacent, adjacent courtyards, from yard to yard is okay, gotcha. I can't move directly from his yard into my house. Did you even have any miracle? That's a miracle. Have you had to use that? Have you gotten to use that? No. Maybe. Uh, question. Uh, also, uh, it would seem oh, the same. House, the ha- oh, the hat. So, is it considered carrying from that point once it's taken off the head, even if it's put back on the head? No, when you wear it, it's not considered carrying. Okay. Mm-hmm.